Shalom family at King of Kings Community Jerusalem. We wish you Shana Tovah. Happy New Year. So happy to be with you again today. And thank you to Ray and the worship team for leading us into a great time of worship in the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Mike, also for guiding us through the sensitivities, uh, that, that covenant relationship atmosphere when we take Seudat Adon, the Lord's Supper. I want to thank all of our leaders right from the beginning, our, our elders, our pastors, our directors, our community group leaders, our coordinators, for continuing to serve as best you can during this time. And we're all grateful that we've been able to uh, add some new community groups this year, and uh, we've been able to do some new initiatives with the new worship songs, the original worship songs coming right here from the congregation with King of Kings Worship. Check us out online for the new songs always coming out. And uh, we just want to give glory to God, but also say thank you to all of our leaders in the various teams and levels that serve from our ushers and our deacons and, and everybody that's on our teams. Thank you so much for making King of Kings Community a great congregation to be part of. Many of you, I hope, have heard, and maybe you're participating, I hope, in our 21 days of prayer. Uh, we started on January 1st. We're going to run that for 21 days, and each day a different leader and sometimes a leadership couple leads us in the morning uh, on some focused prayer topics. We, we release that prayer time at 9 a.m. Israel time, so you can join us on our Facebook page or even go to our website, kkcj.org, click on the link, join us for a few minutes of prayer uh, in the morning, Israel time, with our leaders here at King of Kings Community. Uh, pass that word around. We want everybody to have a chance to join us in this brand new year. Now, a quick update on Israel, in case you didn't already know. We are back in another lockdown. It's been a tough time. I know. What a year. Uh, you know, in some regards, we're happy to get into 2021, get out of 2020, and yet we find ourselves still in a lockdown. So please pray for us. Thank you for your prayers, your support, your love, and your partnership for those around the world that help, uh, help us out and walk with us. Thank you so much. Um, we also just want to remind everybody watching that Israel is going into another election season. So pray for us. You know, we're, we're struggling to really get a coalition in Israel that can uh, do some effective things. So welcome, guys. I'm excited to dive into a new series with you today on the Word of God. Grab your Bibles or your devices. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 1. And while you're turning there, welcome everybody watching online, King's Community Live, Facebook Live, KKCJ, and KKM Facebook pages, as well as YouTube. Thank you so much for joining us. Tell us where you're watching from today so that we can honor you. Listen, as believers in Yeshua, we all, hopefully, want to be doers of the Word of God, not just hearers only. We are encouraged by the Apostle James in his book, chapter 1, verse 22, that says, Do not merely listen to the Word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. Romans, you know, Paul picks this up in Romans chapter 2, verse 13. For it is not the hearers of the law who are just before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. We want to be doers of the Word of God. And here at King of Kings, we speak often about living within God's created destiny for our lives. We talk about that theme a lot. But often, before we can get to the doer part of God's created destiny, we must be trained to do the things 
that God has called us to do. And that's really where our new series leads us today. We're calling the new series from 1 Peter, Life Behind the Shield. And that'll make a lot of sense here in just a few minutes. You know, what was on our hearts as pastors is to eventually be coming out of Corona. You know, the, uh, some people love the idea of the vaccines, and, but we're still dealing with quarantines and airports being closed and businesses and schools and whatnot. We still can't meet together in person. And we felt like we weren't quite ready to share something that we wanted to share, which was we want to talk to you a little bit about the book of Ezra and Nehemiah and the rebuilding and the refocus and the new vision. We felt like we weren't quite there yet. We're waiting a little bit longer for the breakthrough from this Corona thing. But for this season, God gave me a word for us, and I believe this is for all of us today. So with that in mind, let's jump into the main text. Let's set the context for the writing and then dive into a few lessons today. I'm going to start in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. Peter, an apostle of Yeshua the Messiah, to God's elect, exiles scattered throughout the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Yeshua the Messiah and sprinkled with His blood, grace and peace be yours in abundance. So obviously, it's not hard to see that we are writing here, Peter is writing to congregations all over. These aren't cities. Not all of these are cities. Some of them are regions, okay? So he's writing to a very broad audience of believers that are in cities, but he's also writing to several cities at one time when he mentions the region. So this is a broad audience. Peter says we're chosen. Okay, we talk about that a lot. We want to live in God's created destiny. That means he's chosen us. He's given us a purpose. He's given us a set of giftings, and he's put us in a time in history. He's put us in a family. He's put us in a community where we can thrive, where we can grow. We, we receive that, that we are chosen for a purpose. But did you notice also that there is a path that is laid out? It's not that we just are born and then we're, we're, in, we're already automatically into this God-created destiny and chosenness and purpose. No, there's a process. There's the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. There is the sprinkling, sprinkling of blood of Yeshua the Messiah. There's the receiving of the gift. There's the pronouncement of the Father. These are steps in, in some of the things that God is doing. Did you hear all of those words mentioned in those first two verses? But there was also a word mentioned, obedience. You see, when we talk about being chosen, being sanctified, being cleansed, being sprinkled, having a destiny, these are the things that God is at work in our life to do. But obedience, now that's the work we have to do. God does most of the work, of course, but we have to do something. We have to engage in obedience. That's what we're called to do in this process. And I want you to take that word obedience today. Let it be one of our main words as we move forward in the text. Put it to the side. We're going to come back to it in just a few minutes. That word obedience in the process of what God is doing and all of the people Peter is writing to, God does the majority of the work, but we are called to obedience. So let's, let's have that word obedience uh, right by our side as we continue into verse 3. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Yeshua the Messiah from the dead and into an inheritance 
that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. What do we see here? We see that God is a giver of many good gifts to his children. Just some of the words that were mentioned right there in the text. Mercy, hope, a new birth, an inheritance, a certain measure of this security. You don't have to worry about it. God is holding you secure and your inheritance secure. Let's jump into verse 5 and take those gifts, okay? Now let's jump into verse 5 and see what else he says to us. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5. Who through faith are shielded, talking about us, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. And there's the key phrase that kicks off this sermon series. Shielded by God's power. We want to talk about life behind the shield. What is it like when you live behind the protection of God? There's a shield in front of you. We talk about the shield of faith also when we talk about the armor of God. But living life behind the shield and you're shielded by what? By God's power. So it's not an accident. This is an intentional power that God has put a protection around us and we live behind that shield. And that's great news to all of us. The idea of being shielded by God until we are ready for another day, another assignment, the rest of our destiny. You see, being behind God's shield until we are ready is part of our life of preparation. It's part of the obedience walk. And it's a pattern that we find in Scripture quite often. Let me turn your attention to Judges chapter 3, the first two verses. Pick up on this pattern. These are the nations the Lord left to test all those Israelites who had not experienced any of the wars in Canaan. He did this only to teach warfare to the descendants of the Israelites who had not had previous battle experience. Are you catching some of the words here, these key words? He tested. He wanted to give them experience. He wanted to teach them. You see, God had the Israelites in the wilderness for 40 years, protected from war. And then he left some of the nations inside of Canaan so that when those Israelites' generations came into their promised land, there was still someone they had to fight. They were protected in the desert, of course, but they also had to be trained. And God left these armies, these nations. You might say, well, God, did you not do your job? Why didn't you wipe out the nations? No, it says that God left them. He put Israel into a little bit of a difficult situation coming out of the desert so that they could finally be trained because in the desert they weren't trained. Are you hearing me? Listen to this. Listen to the steps that God does. He took them from being slaves to being free. And now from being free to being trained. And then later with that experience, they move from being trained to tested. And then finally, when they're tested and they have experience, they get to move into their purpose, their chosenness, and their God-created destiny. Now, we can think about many stories in the Bible that follow these similar patterns, and I want to highlight a few. You might remember some of the patriarchs, Noah, Abraham, Joseph, Moses, Daniel, Paul, and many more. And each one had a season behind the shield while they were being trained and tested before they were called to move out into God's calling. I'm sure in the many years it took Noah to build the boat, he had to be thinking, what is God doing? Abraham was on a long journey 
Remember, he had to leave Ur. And before he got to Canaan, he stopped in, in Haran and he spent many years there waiting for the word of the Lord to move forward. Joseph, of course, we know the story, was sold into slavery, was in the dungeon in Potiphar's house, and he had to be wondering, what is all of this for? This doesn't seem like God is in my life. This doesn't seem like God is blessing me. This doesn't seem like God has ordained these things. What am I doing in this time? Moses, a prince in Egypt, but had to leave Egypt, had to go into the the household of Jethro, had to become a shepherd for 40 years. He had to be wondering, God, what are you doing? This doesn't seem like my destiny to be a shepherd in the middle of the desert area. Daniel, wise, trusted by kings and rulers, finds himself alone in the den of lions, had to be thinking, I'm not sure this was my destiny. It doesn't seem like this was my purpose, God. Paul, beaten, left for dead several times, put in prison, exiled, had to be thinking, God, are you sure that this is what you intended for me? Just like Israel, God, why did you leave those nations in Canaan? Why didn't we get to go from Egypt to the desert and into a land where we didn't have to fight? And God says, no, that's not my plan for you. I take you from being slaves to free, but just in your freedom, you're not trained. You're not ready to fight. There has to be a season of training and then a season of testing that training to gain experience. And then you're ready for your purpose and your destiny. Let me give you a key phrase today. No one engages in their God-created destiny without first spending a season behind God's protective shield for training. No one engages in their God-created destiny without first spending a season behind God's protective shield for training. I know that's true of our family. You know, we're so blessed. My wife, Rebecca, is just such an amazing woman of God. Uh, If you joined us for the prayer time uh, just a day or two ago, she was with me leading that prayer. I'm so grateful for her and and our four children, our beautiful children. But listen, there's a lot of things that we shield our children from because they're not ready yet for the world. It's not speaking of their calling or their destiny. It's not speaking of their intelligence. It's speaking of where they are at in their growth. They are not ready for all the things the world will throw at them. Not yet. They live life behind the shield of their parents for a little while until they're ready. And we do the same uh, in the kingdom of God behind this protective shield of God's power as Peter describes. Let's move on to verse 6 as we're putting the pieces of the puzzle together today. 1 Peter 1 verse 6. In all of this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. Okay, listen to the season we're in, guys. I know you all understand It's been hard. People have lost jobs. They've been sick. Some have passed away. Some are still in the hospital. They've been quarantined. We've been separated from one another, separated from our family and our friends. We can't even get in the house of God to worship together just yet. Quick plug, connect with the community groups. Connect with our prayer times online. Okay, end of that plug. Don't forget to do that. Back to the sermon. What are we greatly rejoicing in? We're rejoicing in these trials. Why? Because God set them up to train you, to test you, to give you experience, moving you one step closer to His intended destiny for you. These are the gifts that God has given us right now, a season of testing, a season of preparation, the shield to protect us. Now look, we have a choice here, this obedience choice 
the faith and trust choice. We can either use these times right now, we can use them wisely like the patriarchs did, or we can find ourselves wondering, what is God doing this doesn't seem right? We can find ourselves in a pit, in the desert, maybe in a dungeon or a lion's den, maybe on a boat floating around for a very long time and look around us and say, I I don't understand what God is doing here. This doesn't seem right. We can do that. But listen to me. If we can only see the bad things in our lives, we will find ourselves complaining about what God is not doing. But rather, if you can find the good things that God is doing in our lives, you can understand not only what He's doing in the past, what He's doing now, but what He's about to do in the future. If we only focus on negative things, we will not understand what He's doing and we will say to God, what are you, why are you not doing these things for us? Because negativity has gotten into our spirit. But when you realize that even tough times, even trials are times to rejoice because God is doing miracles in us. He's transforming us. He's changing our, our minds and our will and our heart. He's sharpening our giftings. He's plugging us in deeper to community to serve those that don't know Yeshua yet, making disciples. God is doing something through these trials just like He said He would do and just like He did for the patriarchs. Now back in verse 5, we noticed it talked about until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. And this is also repeated in 1 Peter 1 verse 7. I'm going to read it. These things have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes, even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Yeshua is revealed. Guys, we're focused now on Yeshua being revealed. We grabbed obedience. Okay, we got that. We grabbed the pattern of being pulled out of slavery into freedom, freedom into training, training into testing, and testing into our purpose. We grabbed that. And now we're grabbing to rejoice in these trials. And the final piece tonight. So we were ready for when Yeshua is revealed. The world, this hit me this week in in meditating on this word, the world right now is going through the same process we are. I mean the world in general, the planet. The world is being prepared. It is being tested for the right time when Yeshua will be revealed. So we're doing it as individuals. We're doing it as a community. We're doing it as families. We're doing it as a body of Messiah. We're being trained. We're going through this trial together. But the world is also, and all of this is pointing to the preparation of the return of Yeshua that he might be revealed in just the right time. You know, there was a time in my life God spoke to me. And sometimes God speaks through obvious ways and sometimes he he speaks in unique ways. In this particular time, God spoke to me through a coach that I had. And our coach would always put a plaque in our locker room. So before each day, our training, he would not let us leave the locker room until we touched the plaque. And the plaque said, champions are made in practice. Champions are made in practice. You know, victorious warriors are not made on the battlefield. That's where the fruit of their training is shown. Victorious warriors are made in training. That's why 
Peter says, greatly rejoice, guys. You're going to get a chance today to become a champion. You're going to get a, a, a testing, a trial, a situation where God is refining you. He's sharpening you because your purpose is big enough that it requires that. Praise God that we can rejoice, that God knows what he's doing. He doesn't leave nations in the land just to leave them there. No, it's part of his plan. And we're not going to wander around wondering, God, why am I on this boat? Why am I in the desert? Why am I in the dungeon? Why am I in the pit? We're going to say, God, I know you're doing something. And I'm ready to be trained because champions are made in practice. Let me summarize as we close today. We are all created with God's destiny in us for a purpose. We're chosen. That's what Peter said. He has given us a unique set of giftings and families, this community to be part of. God has set us in time right where He wants us to be so that we can grow, that we can be taught, we can be trained, and we can gain that experience we need to be ready for our purpose in life, why we were created. But we will never engage in God's created destiny for our lives until we do these three things today that we talked about. Number one, we must first receive Yeshua as our Messiah and be filled with His Holy Spirit. Number two, we must choose a life of obedience to Yeshua and His Word. And number three, we must embrace the idea that we will spend some time behind God's protective shield being trained, tested, and gaining experience for what God has in front of us for our purpose and our destiny. We have to embrace those three things today. Now, we're in a season much like the patriarchs all went through. Noah had his ark. Joseph had his dungeon. Israel had their desert. And all the patriarchs had their challenges and seasons of thinking, what was God doing? They all had it. Now, we're in the middle of another lockdown. You all know that. So let's use this time wisely. Let's be trained. Let's do it with a great attitude. Let's be prepared. Let's remember champions are made in practice. Victorious warriors aren't made on the battlefield. They're made in training. And rejoice in all of these things, which is what Peter told us to do. Rejoice because life behind the shield is not inactive. Life behind the shield is active in being trained for what God wants us to do. Use the time wisely to grow in scripture, repair relationships, increase your prayer time, engage with us in the 21 days of prayer, go to the community groups, join with us in worship, connect with our discipleship classes. There's so many ways God has given us to be trained. Let's take advantage of this time. Let's see it as a gift sent from God. The time, not the disease, the time sent from God for good training for us. Let's not just waste it and wonder why we're in this hot desert on the floor of the dungeon or floating in a boat for no reason. Let me close you in prayer. I know that challenged you today. Join us in the activity of life behind the shield. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Yeshua, thank you for the word you gave Peter. Thank you for the timeliness of that word in our life today. We needed it. I need it. We're not just wandering aimlessly through these trials, but you're doing something big in our life Help us to see it, to not pass up this opportunity and only see the negative so that we can never see what you're doing in our life. That we might fall into the negativity to say, God, I can only see what you're not doing. 
but rather move into the positive to say, God, thank you. We rejoice greatly in what you are doing because life behind the shield of God's power is an active life of training and preparation. We thank you for that today. In Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Listen, don't forget to connect to community groups. Some of you meet in person. Some of you meet online. Be safe. Be healthy. Shana Tova. Have a great new year. And join us for the 21 days of prayer. Have a great week, my friends. Let's go back into worship for just a few minutes. 